Welcome to the Mount Olive Baptist Church podcast. I'm Pastor Carl Stokes. We appreciate you being here today with us. Our desire is to preach the Word of God effectively and clearly so that you can understand God's desire for you in your life. We've been at it for a while and we'll pick up in our Bibles in Revelation chapter 4. If you'll get your Bible out and take a look at that scripture there. Last week we came to the end of our look at the different churches. Tonight we come to chapter 4 and it, it brings about a division in the Scripture of the book of Revelation. A new uh, section. So let's begin with a word of prayer to ask God to bless us as we study. Dear Gracious Father, Lord, we, we do thank You for the, fa- uh, for the privilege to come to You and to make our requests known. And we thank You, Father, for your holy word and for the way in which you bless us with uh, so much that you present to us and that you allow us to learn from your scriptures. And Lord, we thank you for the spirit of God that uh, inspired men to to write these words and gave visions to men like John to, to write these things. And Father God, I just praise You for uh, keeping these words for us and the amazing, uh, the amazing aspect of, of preserving these Scriptures so that we can uh, know Your heart and that we can know uh, what is to come. Lord, we pray that You'll bless us now as we study Your Scriptures. Lord, uh, help us to apply it to our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. <clears throat> Looking at chapter 4 we're going to look at the first six verses and uh, at this point John uh, begins to have a a vision uh, shifting from earth to heaven he's no longer looking at at, uh, the things of the earth and and for so long John has been listening to Jesus tell these uh, messages to these churches and for a long time uh, in this passage of Scripture, we've seen that, that Jesus has much to say about the conditions of His church on earth. And now John comes to uh, seeing uh, that which is in heaven. He says, And after this I looked, and behold, a, co- a door was opened in heaven. And the first voice which I heard was, Uh, as it were of a trumpet talking with me, which said, Come up hither, and I will show thee things which must be hereafter. And immediately I was in the Spirit, and behold, a throne was set in heaven, and one sat on the throne. And he that sat was uh, to look upon him like Jasper and his... uh, sardine stone and there was a a rainbow around about the throne and the sight like unto an emerald and ran about the throne there uh, were four and twenty 
seats, and upon the seats I saw four and twenty elders sitting, clothed in white raiment, and they had uh, on their heads crowns of gold. And out of the throne proceeded lightning and thunderings and voices, and there were seven lamps of fire burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. So we see now a vision of heaven, and it uh, brings to... uh, and what it is, is it's a vision of heaven that, uh, that John has. And you kind of wonder, why is it that all of a sudden we have a break between seeing what's going on on earth to seeing what's going on in heaven? And uh, really here is John. He is uh, invited to be in the presence of God in heaven. And it brings to mind how we approach God in our worship. It, it helps us to, uh, to think about uh, what we would do. What, what would you do if you were John and God uh, spoke to you and said, uh, come up here, and you were able to go up into heaven and, and to be in the presence of God at His throne? Uh, I dare say I would have uh, been trembling too much to even go up there. He would have had to brought me up there Himself, because I, I certainly couldn't have done it myself. Uh, couldn't have proceeded. Uh, I think I would have had to had roller skates on, or God would have had to draw me in with some kind of hovering type thing or something like that. Because I I certainly couldn't have approached God uh, on His throne in heaven. Uh, but it kind of helps us to think about as we're thinking about John entering into the throne room of God. Uh, it begs the question, how do we come before God in His holy temple? Uh, so many times we come into His church and we uh, come with such um, familiarity, with such casualness that we forget to remember the, the importance of the holiness of God that He established in his presence in the uh, tabernacle. Uh, remember, uh, the children of Israel had the tabernacle as they uh, were going through the wilderness. This was the place in which God dwelt amongst them, that God uh, tented with them as they were going through the wilderness. And we see uh, the, the tabernacle first when uh, the children of Israel come to Mount Sinai and they are uh, there as God meets with Moses on the top of Mount Sinai and God gives Moses the Ten Commandments and He talks with Moses. You remember Moses was up there for so long that the people thought he was dead? Remember that? Uh, if you don't remember, go back to the book of Exodus and you can read through that again. And, and uh, But when, when we're in the presence of God, we ought to want to be there and stay there, shouldn't we? I mean... Uh, this is God, our Creator, the Holy uh, One of Israel, the uh, the Holy of Holies, the uh, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, and and so often we come in in a huff and in a hurry. We uh, it's like we give God the remnant of our time rather than the first of our time. When God was speaking with uh, with Moses and telling them about. Uh, how they were to worship, God said, you're to give me the first fruits of your labor, the first fruits of your loins, the first fruits of, of all that you do. And here we are, we give God, 
what's left of it. Well, I'll go to church if I feel up to it. I'll go to church if I'm not too tired uh, on Sunday night. I'll go to church if... And of course, you know, again, you guys are the most faithful of the ones. You're here on a Wednesday night. You're here uh, in the most difficult time for people to come, so I shouldn't really be talking to you about this, but... uh, we so often we come in in a huff and we we say you know okay I'm here God bless me now rather than you know seeking God's face rather than uh, simply coming before God and and glorifying Him and exalting Him and allowing Him to speak to us in His time we come in and we say okay God I'm here go ahead let me have it let me have it I'm ready go ahead and we and oh it's time. Uh, it's 8 o'clock, i got to go, I, I, I'll see you next week. We give God so little of our time, so little of ourselves. We give God uh, uh, so little of, of, of who we are. And here John is seeing uh, the very holiness of God and it, it helps us to... This, this pause in the Scripture uh, calls us to, to think about how we come before God. When you come to church, do you think about how you're worshiping God? So many churches focus on what you'll get when you come to church. Well, uh, you'll get fed, you'll get blessed, you'll get this and you'll get that. And you and and face it, when people come to church, they think about, well, what do I really get? I, I'm, and the reason they leave chur- uh, churches and go to another church or stop going to churches is, well, I wasn't getting what uh, uh, I needed from that church. I wasn't getting uh, anything from that experience. It, it, it's not about us. It's not about you. It's about God. It's about coming together to worship Him. And so often we come together and, and we, we forget the holiness of God. And John is reminded of the holiness of God and, and in this uh, image of God on His throne. We briefly glimpse God's majesty and glory and we're reminded of His power. Look at this image. He, uh, he, first... I want you to see something right off. Uh, John is is sitting there and there was a door that was open to heaven and he hears the voice calling to the, him. When we come to God, he it's only at His calling. We don't come and expect God to come to us. We only are able to come to Him when He calls us. That's true in salvation. When uh, you can't get saved simply because you decide, well, I, I'd like to be saved, and and uh, Jesus offers this salvation to everybody, so I'm going to go ahead and and ask this into my heart. No, the Bible tells us that you're called by the Spirit of God, and and it's only when you are called of God and when He convicts you that you can come to Him. You don't come to God on your own terms. You come when He calls you. And that's why when God, uh, <clears throat> listen, when we, we have to fear that if we prolong God and we keep putting God off, we have to fear the fact that there might come a day in which God no longer calls us to Him. And you see, you can't, you can't 
be saved if God doesn't call you any longer. We think, you know, well, salvation is there for everybody, so we can just come to God whenever we want to. No, the Bible's very clear. It's very clear that we only come when God calls. And when God ceases to call our name, when He ceases to call us unto Him, we no longer have that opportunity. It's because we come to Him on His terms, not our terms. We come because of His grace, because of His mercy. And when we fail to accept His invitation, when we continue to rebuff God, when we continue to, to cast uh, His invitation aside, and He fails and He uh, comes to the point where He no longer calls us, we, we don't have that choice. We only come to God when He calls us. And we only come to God through His path, His way. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and life. No man comes to the Father but by Me. So this door is an image of Jesus Christ. And uh, Jesus has opened the door to John to come into the presence of God. And we don't want to read too much into this, but throughout Scripture we read that, uh, that no man goes to God except through Jesus Christ. Uh, Jesus even describes Himself as the, the door to the sheep gate. He's the only way that we come in to, to God and He is the only way that, uh, that we have entrance to God is through Jesus Christ. And so we see Jesus there. He's opened the door to John and we enter in through Jesus and through Jesus only. John ascends uh, to heaven only after he is called by God. And he, um, uh, let's see, then he encounters the 24 elders. It says, um, he heard the first voice which I heard which was... Uh, as a trumpet talking with me, uh, which said, Come up hither, and I will show thee things which must be thereafter. And immediately he was in the Spirit. He does it. Look, he, as soon as he is called, immediately he's in the presence of God. This is a, uh, also how it is described when we are taken up to be with God in heaven says uh, the Bible tells us in Revelation that, uh, that uh, we will be in His presence in an instant in a twinkling of an eye. And so John is there instantly before God. And what does he see? He sees uh, not only the 24 uh, thrones and the 24 elders, we see uh, this brilliance of... Uh, the presence of God on His throne. And He that sat... He's, he's, uh, let me back up. And immediately I was in the Spirit and beheld a throne was set up in heaven and one sat on the throne. This is uh, God Himself sitting upon the throne. Notice, if you will, that John doesn't try and, and describe God. He only describes the surroundings. He says uh, there was one uh, sitting on the throne and he was sat, was look upon it, was like jasper and a, a sardine stone. And there was rainbow about his throne and sight like unto an emerald. We see all these different uh, gems that are portrayed. If you go to the uh, end of Revelation, 
uh, and you go to chapter, I believe it's 21, <clears throat> verse 3 says, And I heard a great voice and out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and He will dwell with them, and they shall be His people, and God Himself shall be with them and be uh, their God. Um, and it says that uh, He would wipe away their tears. And He sat upon the throne, verse 5, Behold, I make all things new. And He sat, uh, said unto me, Right, uh, for these words are true and faithful. Uh, he says, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. And He describes uh, all these different uh, uh, jewels. And it, it's portraying the great worth of God. Uh, another place that we see uh, jewels is in Exodus where it's talking about the breastplate of uh, the high priest. And many of these same jewels that are mentioned here are mentioned in Exodus. Uh, all the different jewels that are to be in the breastplate of uh, the high priest. And those jewels are, are representing... Uh, the presence of God and the judgment of God. And so here in Revelation we see uh, God described as these uh, with these uh, different jewels of emeralds and sardine and, and jasper and all these different things. This is representing the, the judgment of God. And so God is sitting upon His throne in judgment and there uh, was around about His head a rainbow. And again... The rainbow, if you are any student of the Bible, you remember where the Bible talks about a rainbow is where? We're talking about the flood and how God brought great judgment upon man because of his sin. And God placed His... The Bible says He placed His bow in the sky to remind Him never again to judge man uh, by uh, flooding the earth. And so the, the bow, the rainbow in, in the heavens is a, is a symbol of God and it is a symbol of His judgment. So uh, we see these images of God and His judgment. He says, Around about the throne uh, were the 24 elders that sat on 24 thrones um, and they had upon their heads uh, the crowns of gold. Now, the 24 elders are an uh, image of the, the might and glory of God. They're the image of, uh, symbolizes the universal kingship of God or the, uh, uh, the, the way in which these represent the universal kingship of God is that uh, many of the scholars say that the 24 elders represent the 12 tribes of Israel. Now that's 12 from the Old Testament. And the 12 apostles So, uh, from the New Testament. So uh, these 24 elders represent the 12 tribes uh, of Israel and the 12 apostles of Jesus. And basically stating that, that God has kingship over uh, Israel 
from the very beginning all the way through uh, the, the earthly life of Jesus Christ. Then you see, in, after this, you see four creatures uh, that are round about the, the uh, throne. Let's see. Um, the 24 elders had crowns of gold, and out of the throne proceeded lightning and thundering and voices. And there were seven lamps of fire burning from the throne, which are seven spirits of God. And before the throne there was a sea of glass like a crystal, and it was in the midst of the throne. And round about the throne were four beasts full of eyes before and behind. And the first beast was like a lion, and the second beast was like a calf, and the third beast was like... Um, uh, was like uh, he had a face as a man, and the fourth beast was like a flying eagle. And the four beasts had uh, each of them six wings about him. They were full of eyes within, and they rested not day and night, saying, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, which was and is and is to come. When those beasts gave glory and honor and thanks to him, who sat upon the throne, who liveth forever and ever. And the four and twenty-four elders fell down before Him that sat upon the throne and worshipped Him and liveth forever and ever, and cast their crowns before the throne, saying, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, uh, for Thou hast created all things, and for Thy pleasure they are and were uh, created. And so we see... The seven torches, which are uh, is a symbol of the menorah in the tabernacle that was there at the Holy of Holies. Uh, we see the f- uh, four beasts, which are, as they are described, they are uh, from the Bible. They are descriptions of uh, angelic seraphim and uh, cherubim that are, are uh, described throughout the Scriptures. And so we see this great holiness of God. They were there in the presence of God, and it says that the not only are the are the beasts around the throne, but the twenty four elders uh, bow down before God, uh, saying, uh, "Thou only Thou art worthy, and glory and honor is for Thee." That is the essence of what we're supposed to be about in our worship, isn't it? We're to be giving God glory and honor for all that He does in our life. We're to glorify God and honor Him in our worship. It says that the angels declare, uh, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, which are and is and is to come. Can you imagine being in the presence of God and and for all eternity the angels are declaring God's holiness? Holy, holy, holy. And so often we come before God with the remnant of ourselves. We come before God, but, but not just in how we come, but think about this. How often do you come in and you... You're just coming in to God in in tattered rags of your sinfulness. How often do we, before we come to worship, consider the condition of our heart? Do we have sin that is covering our heart? Or have we 
submitted to God before we come into His presence and ask for cleansing and, and made, uh, to be made holy. Isaiah is a good image of, of how <coughs> we really should come before God. And Isaiah talks about how he's brought in, in, the, in the presence of God and, and he's, he throws himself down before God just like the 24 elders. He doesn't feel worthy to be, even be in the presence of God. And the angel comes and anoints his uh, mouth with a coal. And he, God tells him, now you are made holy and you can go and prof- uh, proclaim my word. It's only God that makes us holy. It's only God and, and what He does for us that allows us to come into His presence. It's only God and what He does for us that allows us to serve Him. And yet, time and again, we come and we think we're doing God a favor by being here. We, we think we do God a favor by, by spending time in His presence. We think we do God a favor by allowing ourselves to have the time that, that we spend here in His church when all along it is we who are blessed to have that opportunity. We're blessed to worship at the feet of God. We're blessed to have the opportunity to come into the very presence of God. And you remember in the tabernacle, the, the very presence of God was in the Holy of Holies, separated from everyone else by a thick curtain. And only the high priest was allowed to go into the Holy of Holies and only once in the year, not any other time. And it was in the Holy of Holies where the, the, uh, the, the judgment seat of God was there on the top of the Ark of the Covenant, which was the pre- where the presence of God hovered when they were in camp. That was the place in which the very presence of God was in the midst of the people. And, and they were separated from God. But, but it was when Jesus died on the cross and when the, the, the veil was rent, He was declaring to us that we no longer are separated from God, that we have that opportunity to come to the very uh, presence of God and to, and to place our petitions before Him. And to kneel at the altar of God and allow uh, our hearts to go out to God. So how do you come before God? John is, is giving this brief glimpse of, of God in heaven for us. And John will alternate between heaven and earth several times as he declares the next uh, section of uh, the different things that happen as the judgment of God comes. And, and it's fitting that John goes to the altar of, uh, to the throne of God before God begins to dispense His judgment upon the earth. Because God is holy in His righteousness. And it's God that demands holiness. It's only through the blood, spilt blood of Jesus Christ that we are able to be made holy and to be able to come into His presence. So the next time before you come before the presence of God again, remember His holiness and consider the condition of your heart. You can't make yourself holy, but you can implore God 
to allow the, the blood, the spilt blood of Jesus Christ to make you holy, and allow you to have entrance into His presence. Let's pray. Dear Gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank You for the great blessing of Your Holy Word. We praise You for the opportunity to, to see the very holiness of God. <coughs> Lord, help us to remember that You are holy. And Lord, help us to remember the great power that You demonstrate in us and by providing in us the grace and Your mercy that allows us to enter into Your presence. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.